God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How can this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your words to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and lineage of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn. A son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, 
The shepherds said one to another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Tonight, we take time to celebrate, to reflect, to remember one of the greatest events, one of the greatest moments ever in the history of mankind. Tonight is a night in which we reflect and we ponder and we look into four of the most powerful words that I think have ever been spoken. And those four words, Emmanuel, God with us. Those four words should fill us with a sense of awe, of wonder, of beauty, of amazement, and of splendor. God chose to step out of the eternal glory and the majesty of heaven and take upon himself human flesh. And not the skin of a grown man, but the skin of a tiny, innocent, helpless, dependent little baby. The creator becomes a part of his own creation and was born into the poorest of places upon the earth. A manger surrounded by animals, stench among strangers in a place that was not their home. The greatest gift ever given to mankind comes in the worst of circumstances, all by the choice, all by the grand design of God. And I don't know about you, but when I just stop and think about that, the two words that come to mind for me are wow and why. I've been preaching and presiding over Christmas Eve services in some form or fashion in the last, for the last 22 years. And after the first couple of years, I kind of just found myself struggling to come up with fresh angles or new insights into the Christmas story. And sometimes you just feel like you're kind of, you know, uh, stuck or you're just sounding like a broken record saying the same thing every Christmas Eve. And I've never particularly liked that feeling. The same thing kind of happens at Easter, We all know that Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, just as Christmas is all about the birth of Jesus Christ, God taking on human flesh, becoming a human being, Emmanuel, God with us. I mean, I think we all get that. I think we all understand that, right? A couple of days ago, I was in the 
noon prayer gathering, and Pastor Jim passed out some papers that contained some devotional thoughts to guide us in our time of prayer together that day. And as I read through the material, there was this one statement that just leapt off the page at me. And I want to show you what it said. To know God, we must have a sense of mystery. In any healthy relationship, one must never lose the mystery. When we lose the mystery and wonder in a relationship, familiarity takes over. That last line struck me. When we lose the mystery and wonder in a relationship, familiarity takes over. For too many of us, the Christmas story has become all too familiar because we've lost the sense of wonder and mystery. At times, we're so busy, we're too busy to take the time to peer into the awesome, unending depths of the incarnation. We have stopped allowing ourselves to get lost and swept away by the incredible, breathtaking, mysterious wonder of God. Emmanuel, God with us. And here's the thing, if we're just content to just stop at the manger scene and become content with the little baby born over 2,000 years ago, or we focus on Mary and Joseph's trip to Bethlehem, the shepherds on the hillside and their encounter with the heavenly host or the journey of the wise men and the gifts they come bearing, if that is all the further we ever go in the incarnation there will come a time when we will lose the sense of mystery and wonder, the splendor, the glory, and the majesty of God becoming a human being. When we lose the mystery and wonder in a relationship, familiarity will take over. First Timothy 3.16 says this, without controversy or maybe without a doubt, great or profound is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. And again, that's the story of Christmas. God coming among us as a human being was intended, do you realize it was intended, it was designed by God to be a great and a profound mystery to us? One in which God would seek to both satisfy and to fascinate our hearts by leading us deeper into the profound mystery of godliness. See, I believe the Christmas story, it is an invitation. It is a gift. It is an opportunity, if we'll take it, for you and I to explore, to experience the rich, beautiful, profound mystery of Emmanuel, God with us, and to to look at that, 
to, to behold that and to be swept away in the enormous, incredible, dazzling wonder of God becoming a human being. Have you ever just taken time to think about that? Just allow yourself to get lost in that thought that God came to earth and was clothed with human flesh. God lived among us as a human being. I believe the Christmas story is intended as a springboard for you and I to explore and to experience more and more the fullness, the depth, and the beauty of who God is, why he came, and what he wants to do in our lives It's an opportunity for us to take the hand of God and allow him to lead us into deeper revelation. Why did he do it? Why did he come in the way he came? What was his purpose? What does it have to do with me? Why do we celebrate Christmas? Have you ever just looked at the manger scene and just asked God to take you deeper into the mystery of that? He will. It's his desire to take us deeper. Or are you here tonight and you've just lost the mystery and the wonder of it all? Christmas comes and you find yourselves just kind of empty, kind of maybe even a little dead on the inside, wondering why doesn't Christmas feel the way it felt when I was a child, when I was younger. We've lost the sense of mystery. We've lost the sense of wonder. I read about a monk who was traveling down a road one day and he found a very precious stone. It was a jewel that was worth a tremendous amount of money, so he kept it. And one day, a stranger, a traveler came by, he was very hungry, and the monk opened up his bag to share some food with him, and the traveler saw that marvelous jewel. And he asked the monk if he knew what it was and how valuable it was, and the monk said he did. And then on a whim, he asked the monk to give it to him. And the monk did without any hesitation. And the traveler departed, overjoyed with his unexpected gift of a jewel that was valuable enough to give him wealth and security for the rest of his life. A few days later, however, That stranger came back looking for that monk. When he found him, he gave the jewel back to him, and he said, I figured you out, you rascal. I want you to give me something far more precious than that stone. And with a quizzical look on his face, the monk said, what could that be? And the man said, give me whatever it was that enabled you to give it to me in the first place. Do you realize as magnificent, as glorious, as majestic as the birth of Jesus Christ is, there is something just as magnificent that motivated God to send his son, motivated Jesus' willingness to come? Ask yourself, what was it that enabled and moved the heart of God to give his son, Emmanuel, God with us. What was that? Love. God's unconditional, boundless, intense, everlasting, and passionate love. 
Jesus confirms that. He says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. God's passionate, fiery, consuming, intense love for you and for me was the primary motivation behind the father sending and the son coming to us over 2,000 years ago in a stable there in Bethlehem. So as we contemplate the truth of Emmanuel, God with us, we also have the opportunity to just get lost in what it was that enabled and motivated God to send his son, to lose ourselves and to just be swept away in the wonder and the depths of this unfathomable love that God has for you and me. God's love is also an incredible and deep mystery that we must remain in awe of and allow God to lead our hearts into the deeper realms of that eternal truth. Psalm 139, 17 says, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how vast is the sum of them. Do you realize God thinks precious thoughts concerning you. Wouldn't it be great sometime to just get in a silent place and ask God to begin to share with you some of those precious thoughts he thinks concerning you? How vast is the number of them? As a matter of fact, you can't count the number of precious thoughts that God thinks regarding you. And and it's his desire, it's his heart's desire to share that with you. A few verses earlier, verse 14, says you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. God wants to fascinate. He wants to delight our hearts. He wants to ignite our passion towards him as we see and experience and come to know more deeply how fearfully and wonderfully we are made as we contemplate and respond to his invitation to a relationship with him. Don't be content tonight to just see a baby in a manger that was born over 2,000 years ago, but take some time to just open your heart and ask God to let you begin to experience this incredible, passionate love that he has for you. It is that love that motivated him to do what he did. It is that love that motivated Jesus to do what he did in coming. To look at Emmanuel, God with us lying there in a manger and just coming to that realization that God sent his son not for what it could do for him, but he sent his son for what it could do for you and me to save us from our sins. This Christmas, purpose in your heart to discover the real love, that real love is always a love that seeks to meet the need of somebody else. To know and to experience the love of God is at the heart of why Jesus came. Right now, I'm gonna ask the ushers to just 
dim as many of the lights as we can right now. Hey, Mark, can you grab me a candle while they're doing that? I, it's, I left it back on the table there. I don't know where Mark is. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll borrow stands. I'll give it back to you when I'm done. My favorite part of the service. John chapter 1, beginning in verse 4. It says, in... Jesus was life, and his life was the light, and it brought light to everyone. This light, this life of Jesus says it shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. It goes on to say, but to all who believed him and accepted him, that received this light, that received the life that he came to give. It said everyone who believed in him and received this, he gave the right, the power to become children of God. In John 18, 12, Jesus says, I am that light. I am the light of the world. He said, if you follow me, you will not stumble through the darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Tonight is a celebration and a recognition that Jesus came to shine the light of his salvation into our lives so that we might overcome and extinguish the darkness of sin in our lives. God, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus came to be the light and to light the way that would lead us to a relationship with our heavenly Father and give us eternal life. Jesus came to ignite passion in our heart for him and to set our hearts ablaze with the love of God. The white candle over here that was lit earlier, it represents the light and the life Jesus came to bring to a world that was lost in darkness. Tonight I'm gonna take my light from that Christ candle and I we're gonna pass this light to you by receiving his light in a symbolic way tonight. We are being given the opportunity to receive his life and by receiving his life, we have again that awesome privilege, that incredible power to become children of God. And one of the things I love about this is not only do we have the opportunity to receive this light, but we also have the opportunity and the responsibility of sharing this light with others who may be lost 
in the darkness of sin. Most of you know the world can at times be a very dark place. But as we are faithful to share the light of Christ with others, you'll just see the darkness begins to retreat. In a moment, you're gonna see how one light can kind of just begin to dispel a lot of darkness, and you'll kind of see the more candles that are lit, the more light, the greater the sense of hope becomes. So tonight, we're gonna give you that opportunity to receive the light and the life of Jesus Christ because it is one of the primary reasons for which he came and also an opportunity to share the light with others. As we pass the light, ask God. Ask him to illuminate your heart tonight with the wonder and the splendor of his love.